Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I'm Jody Harrison Bauer, and I am so happy to have you here. We have 100 countries listening to the show. And if you are a new listener, welcome. This is the show where we educate, empower, entertain you a bit, and inspire you so you can go and live a fearlessly authentic life. And every week, it's either me or my guests bringing new information to you so you can learn and live because there is no reason for us to not live in our truth and live in our power and be afraid because trust me, I've spent too much of my life being afraid and afraid of judgment, afraid of shame, being shamed by others. So that is why I named the show Fearlessly Authentic. And I am so grateful that I'm able to talk to so many amazing people. So if you want to follow me on any of my social platforms, it is at Jody Harrison Bauer. Check us out on YouTube as well at Jody Harrison Bauer. So you can see me in the live interviews with my guests. We record this live every Thursday and today you just have me. So I want you to remind you also to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to on any streaming podcast platform. I'm on Spotify. Uh, where is the other one? Um, Spotify, Apple, and I can't think of the other ones, but wherever you listen to podcasts, that's where I am. Look for Fearlessly Authentic and please share with your friends. So today um, I am excited to share this information with you today because last week on my social platforms, I posted about some plastic surgery that I had back in November, and I was very uncomfortable about telling anybody that I was doing it because I feared the repercussions. I feared the judgment. I feared the criticism. I feared, I just figured, feared the shame that I might feel. And being in the fitness business for as long as I've been in it for over 40 years, you know, I've always preached that you do the work first. It's it's food and exercise. Food is 80% of the equation. So when you look at yourself or look at somebody else and you see what they look like, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, pretty or ugly, whatever it is, 80% of what they look like has to do with what they're eating, how they're feeding themselves. Now, there could be extenuating circumstances. There could be some, some something wrong. They might have something wrong with their metabolism and all of the, those other things. But if you're looking at a healthy person and I could spot a person across the room and tell whether or not they have an unhealthy relationship with food, and I can tell whether they're doing too much cardio or and they're not feeding themselves well, and I've talked about this many, many times on the show that back back 20, 30 years ago, and I was looking at people in the gym and I would see them come in every single day. And I would, there's one guy in particular that I could remember like back in the late 80s. 
And he would go to the gym every single day, yet his body didn't change. And I would think, what the heck is the matter with this guy? Why he's working out so hard? And it had to do with the way he was feeding his body, the way he was fueling his body. So I have been fueling my body very, very healthy for the past 40 years. And I've been working out for 40 years. So I know what it feels like to be in shape and to be at my fittest. And then at times not be in my fittest and maybe I've gained five pounds. So other than my pregnancies where I gained 45 and 35 pounds, um, which is ridiculous, but I did. Most of it was water, lost 20 pounds within 20 days of having each one of them. But that's not the point. The point is, is that it's important to fuel your body correctly. So before I tell you about the surgery that I had, I want to preface it by saying that with any type of surgery that you have, that's going to transform your body in any way, do the work first. So I had a tummy tuck. Why did I have a tummy tuck? Most people would look at me and say, Jody, you're healthy, you're fit. You know, I, I had a healthy body fat percentage, BMI, and so on. And I've been very, very lucky that even at 62, I didn't have loose skin. And the reason I didn't have a lot of loose skin is because I never had drastic swings of body weight. I've always maintained the same weight for, I basically, I weigh 110. I've weighed 110 since eighth grade. And so other than my pregnancies, I've never gained a lot of weight and never lost a lot of weight. Maintain that. That's really important for your body because that yo-yo effect is really bad for your mind and your body and your skin. What I noticed for me is that I was I was very lucky in that my skin was never stretched out after I had children. But I did notice that I did have a little separation of the abdominal muscles after I had my my daughters. And I, you know, back then in 1989 and 1993, when I had my daughters, nobody was doing these mommy makeovers or anything like this. This was not even something I it just it it wasn't even on the radar. I would have never even considered it. And who the heck would have had time to have this kind of surgery when you've got little kids around? So when I started competing in fitness shows at 47, even though I was getting down to, let's say, 105 and you know somewhere between 12 and 15% body fat, my stomach still stuck out. And it was embarrassing for me. But again, I didn't, I never thought about having surgery because I didn't want to cut into my body. And I kind of felt like it was cheating. Like, I, I just wouldn't consider it. My life was too busy and I had still small children. I just wouldn't, I didn't even consider it. And I never even talked to women about it. It wasn't something we talked about. We didn't have the internet back then. I sound so old. We did have the internet, but we didn't have social platforms. So when I won my two world shows in 2009, um, my stomach still stuck out a little bit. And when I worked with my coach, um, we... We did little things to finesse my presence on stage. So one of the things that we did is I trolled around on stage when I was moving around. I was in constant motion because I was hoping that the judges would never see that my stomach poked out a little bit. 
I knew I wasn't fat. Okay. So I just want to tell you that I knew I wasn't fat. I didn't have body dysmorphia. It is, it is the truth. It is the truth. My stomach poked out. And then I hit my 50s, went through menopause, and I began to just really embrace who I was. And, you know, in my 40s, I was starting to get to know myself again after my divorce. And then after I won my two world shows, I I became more confident. I started believing in myself more. I started figuring out who I was. I had lost myself in my marriage. I had no self-esteem, no self-confidence. And doing things that took me outside of my comfort zone helped me build my self-confidence. And, you know, meeting other people, other men, other women, dating, and all these other things and being more confident as a parent now that I was a single mom and being in charge, you know, being the the disciplinarian, being the good cop and the bad cop. um, All of these things led me to the, by the time I was 50, that I was sort of getting some great footing on who I was, what I stood for, what my purpose was. And that's when I opened up my studio and that's when my youngest one went off to college So as the journey continued, um, I continued to compete, opened my studio at 50, and did my last competition at 56. So, you know, I noticed some changes in my body after I went through menopause, but I I still felt like I was a a lucky woman because I had maintained the same weight pretty throughout my whole adult life thus far. And I knew how to eat well. I knew I had a lot of muscle mass on my body. So I knew how to eat. I knew how to train. And it was, you know, I competed at 56 as my last show. My mom had a stroke in March of that year. And I wanted to get back on stage to honor her for her strength because she, after she had her stroke, she became completely paralyzed on her right side and 80% speech impaired. So I competed against women over 45 and I was 56. And I am proud to share with you that I came in second in a world stage, on a world stage and beat you know, all of these women and play second in the 45 and over category. So I was really proud. But the point I want to make is that my stomach still stuck out. And there was nothing that I could do. I would stand in front of the mirror. I would poke it. I've had endless, countless photo shoots. And I was always saying to the photographer, watch my stomach, watch my stomach, watch my stomach. And I was obsessed with with my stomach sticking out. I was self-conscious. I was just very, very self-conscious of it. So I knew like when I would post a selfie in a bikini for um, for Instagram or TikTok, I know how to pose. I've posed a million times. I know how to pose for the camera. I know how to pose for a selfie. I know how to do those things. I know what my angles are. So I never posed showing my profile unless I was fasting or something and my stomach would be flat. So again, I thought, well, maybe Jody, you know, you hold water because as women, we always hold about six pounds of water. So I tried giving myself that grace. I tried saying, 
you're fine, Jody. You're fine. Accept yourself for who you are. This is who you are. This is how you're going to age. And honestly, you guys, I I was really, really okay with it. I I've shared with you that I get Botox, I get fillers, and I was really, really okay with it. I was very afraid to do such a drastic change to my body because I did like my body. So I was still okay with it, but I started noticing these changes. And when I tell you, I eat very healthy. Do I like sugar every once in a while? Yes. I still reach for my Swedish fish. I know they're gross. I still reach for my Twizzlers every once in a while. But for the most part, I am a very healthy eater. Let's just say, unless I'm training for a show, which I might be doing in this fall, um, I eat healthy 90% of the time. I do drink alcohol, but it's it's not a lot. And when I drink, it's red or white wine and it's tequila with soda. So um, I'm a very clean eater and I am a very disciplined about my workouts. So I turned 60 and I'm all about turning 60 and sharing what it's like to feel turning into this new decade. And I will tell you that with every decade I've turned into, gone into 40, 30, 40, 50, 60, I'm terrified. I'm terrified. Um, 30, not so much because, you know, I was in baby mode. I lived in the suburbs. I was married. It was just, you don't really think about yourself that much. You just think about your mom and these are mom duties and it doesn't go past that. So, um, but I was a little terrified about going into my sixties because I remember a very good friend of mine saying to me, Jody, we better get our shit together in our 50s. Now, I was coming out of a toxic relationship when in my 50s. It was very toxic in my 50s. I lost my divorce dog, my my sweet Romeo Yorkie. Um, finally left that relationship after being in it for about seven or eight years and had um had the courage to leave. So that was fucking me up too. You know, your hormones are messed up. You're going through menopause. I had started a business. It was a lot, you guys. It was a lot to take on. And staying fit and healthy, working out was my form of meditation. It was where I got my kumbaya. It's where I found my, my strength, my balance. If I didn't work out, I missed it messed with my head. And at this point in my life, I know how I feel when I don't work out a lot, when I'm working out too much, and when I'm not working out at all. So I, I'm very, very smart at this point in my age, my life, um, knowing that that very lovely balance in my life with training. And I met a wonderful man, and we ended up getting married in 2019. And I started noticing at the end of my 50s that eh, things were changing a little bit. Fast forward to turning 60 and to last summer when I was 61, still training, you know, not training for a show training, but getting to the gym five days a week, not killing myself with cardio because again, cardio is not something that you need to kill yourself and do. 
unless you're training to do a marathon or your sprinter or something like that. But cardio is important for your heart. But if you're training and you're eating healthy, you don't need to kill yourself in cardio. That That's for another show. So, but I knew what I was doing and my life was, my life was good. I still have the studio. Last summer, the summer of 2022, I started noticing that I was really, really uncomfortable with my body. Now, my stomach still bothered me. I'd go to the gym. I'd poke in my stomach. Every time my husband and I would go out, every time I'd go out to meet girlfriends, um, I would I would just, I would stand in front of the mirror and poke my stomach in, poke it in, poke it in, poke it in, poke it in. And I've been doing this my whole life, but I became even more self-conscious to the point, and I... It was really hard. I mean, because I knew I was doing everything in the world, everything that I possibly could. And I didn't want to give into surgery. I really didn't want to give into it because I would feel like a failure. And I was fearing the judgment. You know, people who know me call me Jody Fit. And fitness has been my whole life. So, um, I, I, I felt really, really uncomfortable in my body to the point where like I would put on a bikini and I just, I was like, I don't, I don't feel good. And I didn't understand. I started noticing that my waist was getting wider. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is this is what happened in our sixties. This fucking sucks. And now I know why women over 60 start wearing baggier clothes, but I'm like, I'll be fucking damned if I'm going to be that woman. No way. I'm not giving into it. So again, you know, I know myself well. I'm training. I'm working out. I'm doing my cardio. I'm eating healthy. You know, my sleep sucks. That's another story. So um, I knew that I would be retiring from the studio in this, in the, uh, whoops, in the fall. And I, I mean, when I tell you I was uncomfortable in a bikini, in a one piece, in my jeans, in a dress to the point where I didn't want to go out anymore. I I wanted to just stay. I didn't want to go to the gym. I didn't want to put on, on any form fitting clothes because I just felt so crappy. I started holding my handbag, my clutch in front of my stomach. I was I didn't know what to do. I really didn't know what to do. And then I I just, you know, kind of sat there one day with it and just said, you know what, Jody, maybe it's time to look into that tummy tuck that you thought about maybe getting 20 years ago, because maybe it's time because not only, not only do you, it's, it's affecting the way you're living your life now. And you've done everything that you possibly could to, to not have your stomach poke out. Like there's only so much that I can do. So um as I was getting ready to close the studio um there was a, it was a lot of stress and so I thought okay my cortisol levels are spiked I was using you know everything that I know about I was using not excuses but the knowledge that I have about what what could make you feel bloated what could hold water what could do this and so I finally decided that I was um started researching plastic surgeons and started seeing some. So I did the research. 
I talked to a lot of plastic surgeons and one that I know very well said to me, I said, how about a mini tummy tuck? And he said, you know, Jody, you have a lot of lax skin. I'm like, oh, that's what it is. It's, I have a lot of, I'm 62, almost 62. I, my skin is getting looser. You know, there's, it's a sign of aging. It's, this is the shit you can't do anything about or can you? So I researched a lot of doctors. I live in Connecticut and I researched doctors in in Connecticut and the doctor I was going to go with was retiring. And I thought, well, I don't want to go with somebody who's retiring because, you know, the aftercare is so important. So I started researching doctors that do tummy tucks in New York. I'm two hours away from New York. What the hell? I'm going to go to New York. And I knew exactly what kind of surgeon I wanted. I wanted somebody, sorry, we're talking about age, but here we go. I didn't want a guy or a girl that was just new to plastic surgery and just starting to do tummy tucks. And I didn't want a guy that was on his way out. I wanted somebody who who was in the middle and the height of their game, who did really great work and who would be freaking honest with me. So after speaking to probably 10 plastic surgeons who did tummy tucks, I went with the doctor that I chose, Dr. Zuckerman in New York, uh, because all he did all day long were tummy tucks. And after speaking to all of these plastic surgeons, I realized that it was the loose skin and that's what was making me feel so uncomfortable. Now, when I tell you I had a lot of loose skin, I don't think gross, but I mean, it was looser than what I had. So it was this extra skin around my waist And um, don't get me wrong, I probably had, I mean, I did have some fat in my flanks, that lower muffin top thing. Um, But I knew, I knew that I didn't have a lot of fat in my belly because I just know myself. And so I went with Dr. Zuckerman and I did it in November and I did not tell anybody. And I was really, really nervous about doing this. And the results, it wasn't just about the results. It was about the way I felt. And it just changed everything for me. I felt more confident. I just felt like me again. The Jody, the body that I was living in for the past two years or three years didn't feel like mine anymore. And I didn't want to share with anybody because I didn't want to hear anybody try to talk me out of it or tell me I didn't need it because I know we all know what we want and what we need and how we feel in our body. And I knew that I had done everything that I could have done. So um, as I started to recover, I started feeling better and better. Obviously, the recovery is hard, you guys. Anybody who wants to know anything about the surgery. And I was originally a long time ago when I started researching the doctors, fearful of the big scar that I was going to have because I felt like, oh, this is going to be a gross cross my from hip to hip. Is he going to have to go around? What is what are they going to have to do? So I, I finally got comfortable with the scar. And so I decided that I wanted to start sharing this because I don't want other women to feel the same way I did. If you're not comfortable with something in your body, it's okay to change it if if that's the route. 
if that's the road you want to go down. I know there are a lot of women who are going to be listening right now and says, you know, I would never, I would never go under the knife. I would never alter my body in any way. And there are also a lot of women who told me they would never compete in bikini shows. And why would I ever want to get on stage in a bikini and stripper heels? So if we start listening, like my dad would say, Jody, if you listen to every, everybody's got an opinion. Every, how did he say it? He said, Jody, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. And he's right. So I didn't ask anybody what they thought. Um, but I did know that I wanted to share the way I felt. And I don't want anybody else to not do this or not look into things that could make them feel better, whether it's plastic surgery or some other way to alter the way they feel in their body, because it is important the way we feel in our body. It is important the way we present ourselves to the world, because the way we present ourselves to the world reflects on how we feel about ourselves. So if we are sad or depressed or uncomfortable or lack confidence in, in presenting ourselves to the world, mind, body, and soul, then we're never, if we're uncomfortable, we're never going to be able to like truly live in our power. We're never going to be truly fearlessly authentic. And I just thought that it was time for me to be super honest with everybody about what I did because there were a few women who reached out to me and I did. So I did post something a week ago on my social platforms and all I received was love. And I am so happy that I trusted my gut and I didn't let my fear stop me. And if there's anything you could take away from this show today, that wherever you are in life right now, don't let your fear get in your way of standing in your truth. And we, I talk about fear every single week on this show. And when you start stepping into that fear and embracing it and acknowledging it, and you know that the struggle is real and it's going to be friggin' messy. Let me tell you something on the other side is light and beauty. And that's what I feel right now within myself and what I can share with you. So thank you for listening to this. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. Don't ever feel any shame or any judgment about the things that you do because nobody, nobody can walk in your shoes. You are the only one that knows what it feels like to walk in your shoes. And I wanted to leave you with one quote that really sums up the way I feel. Um, there might be two quotes. The purpose of life, after all, is to live it, to experience, to the utmost, to reach out eagerly and without fear, without fear, newer and richer experience. And the last one, no one can make you feel inferior inferior without your consent. I'm going to read that one more time. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. So with that, my friends, I love you. Thank you for listening to the show. And until next week, go live the most fearlessly authentic life. Bye-bye, everyone. 
you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.